0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer. His name is Raj Geary, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Thursday show where we chat all about the news and notes in pro wrestling today. And if we got a doozy for you, we got all sorts of stuff about CM Punk, Warner Brothers, trips to India, and so much more. But before we get into all the details, Raj, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm I'm feeling great. Uh, we already got some folks in the chat: Keith, George, and Jr. Smith, Ricky Zaldivar, Tornado, Anthony. Why? Thank you guys so much for coming, coming through. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, but as everyone settles in, Raj, I just want to—I want to talk about some stuff that we that we were chatting about uh, before earlier this morning. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but I'm just—I'm buzzing about it. I'm excited about it. So don't I'm say gonna, a word. Does <laughs> we we're gonna break a little bit of news here right off the top. Wrestling Inc. will be represented at double or nothing. I'm heading to Vegas, baby. And yeah, I'm gonna right. be at the media scrum and uh be up chatting with folks there. I'm super excited about it, Raj. Yeah, I've been wanting you to do it forever.
1: So I'm excited uh that you're going out, man. It, it should be uh should be a great one.
0: Yeah, you know, these media scrums, they, they have a way of being newsworthy, as you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> things yeah. tend to happen at these things, right.
1: Not so much the last one, but uh, the one before was was one to be
0: at for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, Ricky Zaldivar talking about the, uh, the new background. Yeah, I'm actually having some construction done at my place. So uh, for this week, I've been bouncing around different rooms where I feel like I'm going to get the least amount of noise when I'm doing it. So uh, bouncing around a little bit here. We'll see how it all plays <laughs> out. But I cannot wait to go to double or nothing it's going to be a fun show and it's going to be fun to get to chat with some different wrestlers in the in the chat let me know if there's anyone you'd like to see if i could try to sneak an interview from i'm i'm very good about roaming around and just butting in on people's business and saying hey how you doing pal and then try to ask some questions <laughs> so we'll we'll see how it goes uh yeah a lot of a lot of folks here in the chat here Kristen Jonas coming through uh we also got baby ice good to see you and adam mcfarlane uh hey we got uh, ricky ass say a nice dog back there rod yeah uh, she's uh she's chilling coming in trying to <laughs> trying to help report some news all right she's like <laughs> you guys are talking about cm punk i got one yeah, what's going on yeah even Punk
1: uh equals ratings
0: right even, <laughs> <laughs> what about what's what's cm punk's dog's name maybe uh your, your dog's interested in uh oh, in the dog um the dog was multiple of choice it. i'd get it yeah yeah i know if i heard it again i'd remember but um <laughs> lucky no you know, know. that's something yeah if i heard it again i would don't know but um but Larry, that's it. Yeah. So your dog's like, what? Any news about Larry? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here for the Larry news. How's Larry doing? <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, everyone in the chat here to our uh, to our support here uh, to let us know the name was was Larry. So uh, so good stuff there, Matt. Lots of folks I haven't seen before. William, good to see you. Cleveland uh, Rocks, good to see you. Bit Milligan, I've seen you before, but still good to see you. Big time Baxter as well. Uh, we got some bad news, though. We got to talk about Raj. Uh, some some big news, some heavy news. Uh, unfortunately, news broke that superstar Billy Graham has passed away. And um, I'm going to be honest, he's a bit before my time. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of his stuff uh, personally, but I do know that I don't think it's hyperbole to say he's one of the most influential wrestlers uh, of uh, of all time. When you look at how many wrestlers have sort of Copied his style over the years.
1: Yeah, Hulk Hogan, Jesse the Body, Ventura—they immediately come to mind. Admittedly, uh, they, admittedly, they—they took a lot of their character from Superstar Billy Graham. I, I'm kind of like you. I—I I don't think I've. I, Billy Graham was pretty much retired when I started watching wrestling. I started watching in '88, '87, '88, and like Billy Graham was a commentator at the the first SummerSlam. He was the manager of Don the Rock Morocco, and. It was clear he, you know, he had kind of been through a lot up until then, you know, from from his prime. And when he was the Don Morocco's manager, uh, you know, this was before I started really following wrestling and and researching it. I was like, who, you know, who's this older guy? You know, because mm-hmm. I thought he was like 60. But at the time, he was like only 45. And, you know, to his credit, he's kind of looked the same since then, you know, yeah. uh, ever since. Uh, and then I just. Read up on him and and just seeing, like, yeah. You watch his old interviews and his old promos, and the guy was electric. He was just on fire. I cannot believe they they went from him to Bob Backlund. (laughs) Yeah. Talk (laughs) about like, you know, two uh, polar opposites. Uh, And uh, you know, Vince McMahon has said that superstar Billy Graham, if he had been how he was in his prime. You know, in the mid eighties, he would have gone with someone like that to be his Hulk Hogan, like to be his center star. So, uh, just a, a gigantic superstar. You know, uh, no pun intended, but yeah, uh, a legend, often imitated, never duplicated. And yeah, uh, my, you know, as, as always, our condolences to to his friends and family. Uh, he had been battling health issues for a while and kept kept beating it, and kept beating it. That. You know, uh, anytime you you heard about something, you're like, ah, he's going to beat it again this time. But um, you know, you can't you can't beat Father Time. But he had a, such a legendary career.
0: Yeah, uh, Bit Milligan in the chat here saying uh, I didn't start watching wrestling until '90s, so I didn't know a lot about Superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, I didn't like I knew of him and I'd seen bits of him and obviously, but like as a manager and stuff. But I didn't, Raj, like you, I, I wasn't really thinking much about who he was. And it wasn't until I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, Scott Steiner really started becoming, uh, you know, the Scott Steiner we know and love today. And he referenced um, Superstar Billy Graham. And and I was like, oh, wow, I do (laughs) see similarities. And then that was when it kind of opened up my eyes. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of people that basically just rip him off and do the Superstar Billy Graham thing. Um, Yeah. And as far as like a
1: charismatic,
0: jacked up guy that could really talk, he was,
1: I mean, one of the first... um, When you think about it, like on on that main event, uh, that main event stage uh, in WWF, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, you had a lot of charismatic guys like Flair and and Dusty and, you know, obviously a lot of guys before that, Gorgeous George. But as far as that 80s prototype, like that Hulk Hogan, Scott Steiner, like you mentioned, uh, when he became Big Papa Pump, you know, Billy Graham was really a trendsetter.
0: And uh, it is funny now that you mentioned that they um, went from him to Bob Backlund. It's—I I wish I was in the room and they were like, "You know what? We need someone that people like. Let's get." <laughs> <laughs> like, it just seems so backwards today. You'd no. never think that they'd be like, "Yeah, you know, this guy's so electric and and fun. We need a good hero to beat him, and let's get the opposite of that." <laughs>
1: i think that's when vince jr was like all right i gotta take this company over my dad. <laughs> no offense to bob Backlund, obviously no. he's had an amazing career but...
0: yeah yeah he obviously did okay by uh, by right. ww but it's just in hindsight looking back it feels so weird um yeah uh, but uh i got someone mentioned about uh, talking about the way i was, was dressed oh yeah uh, big time baxter said i look like i'm coming from a job interview close. I'm, I'm going to go do commentary for Santino bros tonight, right after this. So, uh, I'm already getting ready cause I got to go beat LA traffic. So that's yeah, going to be like that's three a- hours early. Yeah. It's, it, i'm not gonna you never be la traffic but i'm gonna try <laughs> gonna give it the old college try yeah um so yeah let us know in the chat for anyone who watched uh billy graham uh superstar billy graham uh and let us know if you have any memories of him throughout the show we'll try to read them out or any any thoughts on him but yeah just uh yeah jesse ventura hulk hogan scott steiner three of my favorites right off the bat that are basically superstar billy graham um but uh Tornado Anthony Wyatt tells me to be careful because Backlin will put me in the chicken wing. Oh, <laughs> I would not fight, <laughs> I would yeah. not fight him. That's I'd run away. That's the, <laughs> the first rule of thumb there. Um, and then uh a, a long story short says, I re- I remember his comeback and wondering who the hell he was. Uh it is funny when you watch wrestling as a kid, you're you're very disrespectful to the previous generation. And then as you get older, and new generations come in, you start to realize, oh, no, the old generations were cool, too. But uh." And I
1: think especially now, because, I mean, especially back then, because TV wasn't nationwide and uh, so prevalent. Because now, when Steve Austin comes back, he's still getting giant reactions. And it's been the same amount of, you know, uh, way longer than Billy Graham's prime from when I started watching. So um, it's just kind of interesting how, with the admin and TV and the Monday night wars and how uh, kind of the legends from like the, the late eighties to nineties have kind of, uh, kind of stayed that way in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. It's I very mean, weird. Kind of
1: stayed pop culture.
0: Yeah. It's very weird when you start doing the, it's been this long since stone cold has been around and it's longer than it was. Cause you start doing that kind of stuff, and you realize that time flies, Raj. Like when, like that's I was thinking about that '70s show and how that '70s show is longer ago now than the '70s were when that '70s show was on TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very. That always hurts me a little bit there, but I think yeah. about that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, let's talk a little bit about ratings, if you don't mind. Let's dive into this. I uh, I I saw a uh, Twitter user Raj Geary, <laughs> the, the Raj, Giri, Raj Giri. the Raj Giri, <laughs> uh, dropped some some ratings information uh, this week. AEW Dynamite saw a drop in ratings. Uh, the show averaged eight hundred and fourteen thousand viewers, down seven percent from last week. And a 0.28 in the key demo, down 13%. While NXT was down considerably from last week, it averaged 564,000 viewers, which was down 6%. And a 0.14 rating in the demo, down 18%. Um, so down across the board for our midweek shows here. Uh, any analysis for us on that, Raj.
1: Well NXT they were up against the Lakers Nuggets game and that that game was a monster that did um I mean it was, and and dynamite was against a big game too but the the Lakers game the Lakers and the Warriors they they just had this insane series when it comes to ratings just the, I think the best ratings uh, for the uh for the first second round whatever it is in the NBA uh, of the of the playoffs it's in, in like 10 15 years it was something crazy like that And that game did over 7 million viewers. But NXT, uh, 564,000 viewers, 0.14 down from last week. You know, all these shows that are up against the NBA are going to be down. Kind of same thing with Dynamite. Dynamite last night, uh, they were hyping, you know, the biggest announcement in company history. Usually the announcements do help the rating some. Uh, But they did 814,000 viewers, which was down 7% from last week, and a 0.28, which was down 13%. Um, It it was the second lowest audience that they've done this year, but that's to be expected. May is basically the the toughest full month uh, of competition that... um, that AEW faces with the NHL and NBA. And then, you know, they have a little bit at the beginning of June as well. But as far as a full month goes, May is usually their toughest with with Raw. You know, that's obviously like December uh, as far as a full month with the NFL. So they were down 12% year over year in total viewers and down 15% in 18 to 49. Um, You know, yeah, yeah. La- last week was one of the rare weeks where they were actually up a little bit year over year, 4% in total viewers and only down 3%, but they had a huge show last week. This Vanderpump, whoever that is, <laughs> you know, did a yeah. uh, huge ratings last night. I guess it was the last episode of the season. And then they're going to have a couple reunion shows after this, but that is so AEW got beat by the NBA programming Vanderpump rules and then the rich and shameless, which I guess airs uh, uh, right after the NBA stuff. So, uh, and that featured the the Hulk Hogan Gawker case. So, um, so yeah, dynamite down, but kind of in the the range of what they've been doing, um, and not, not as bad year over year as they've done other weeks.
0: Yeah, um, we got a quick comment here. Uh, Lee Jones commenting on our teeth. So. Thanks, Raj. We got we got some good data over here. <laughs> good thing I brushed uh, before the yeah, show. Yeah, uh, I I think what I'm taking away from this is that we should start covering Vanderpump Rules instead I of know. wrestling. <laughs> I think that's where the, the money is. Well, uh, what is
1: Vanderpump? What is that? Is it a person? I, is it a, is it a city? I have it's no a no restaurant.
0: Idea. I think it's a person. Um, we got big time Baxter saying, "I didn't know what Vanderpump was, but checked YouTube clips, and it's basically girls gossiping, like we're doing right now. Like we're doing right now. <laughs> Why aren't we getting Vanderpump? Yeah, I know we need bigger numbers. <laughs> uh, we've got a um, Superman kid says that wrestling ratings will never go up. Uh, Raw and SmackDown are up year over year. I mean, they're not. No, sh- no shows are that
1: are around from." that were around from the nineties are going to be doing what they did back then. And even the NFL, I don't think is doing what they did back then, but, um, but NFL is close.
0: Yeah. Uh, We got a couple of chats here. A big time Baxter coming through saying raw NXT and dynamite are all skewing younger with all shows dropping with older viewers. Um, Any truth to that? It feels like the demo is also going down
1: uh no no that is true and you know raw the other week was up 70 percent in the demo (laughs) for year over year so uh or was it smackdown one of those shows so yeah no that is true the and and overall viewers are up but their 18 to 49 is definitely up
0: more um now with this being down of course there was a big announcement thing and we'll get into the announcement um Is it a bit shocking because a lot of people assumed that the big announcement was going to have to do with CM Punk and all this other stuff, and everyone believes that CM Punk is going to be a a draw. Is it a bit shocking that the idea of possibly a CM Punk announcement wasn't enough to get viewers to tune in? Well, I mean, they... Or do you think one has nothing to do with the other? Yeah, I don't think it it had anything to do
1: with it. Um, So, you know, according to reports, uh, you know, CM Punk was supposed to be part of that announcement. And, um, you know, it was it was interesting heading into heading into Wednesday or. Yeah, that was that was just yesterday. It feels like it was last week. (laughs) You know, know, days can feel like many days right now. But yeah, Punk Mm -hmm. was supposed to be part of the announcement. Got scrubbed the day before. And uh, yeah, this a steel situation apparently had a lot to do with it. Apparently they haven't come to terms on. How he's going to be used, and Punk wasn't happy that he A Steel couldn't be at the building. Um, so, yeah, so they're on. They came to an impasse, and it was interesting coming into Wednesday. It just felt like all the momentum was on AEW's side. We were just talking about this last week. They they're doing huge number for uh, Wembley. Um, they they were coming off a a well rated episode of Dynamite for what they had been doing. And now, Punk coming back, second show. A lot of people thought they were going to announce a new TV deal. Um, You know, there had been reports a couple weeks ago that that was going to be part of this announcement, which didn't happen. Um, So, yeah, it was just all this stuff and then CM Punk coming back. And then ultimately, uh, all that was announced was there's a, a new AEW show on Saturdays. Nothing about Punk. Obviously, that kind of fell apart. And, you know, hopefully AEW can do something about that or AEW and punk because he is so ingrained with this show that if you don't do it, all of a sudden it's like a rampage, you know? Um, yeah. There's not many people that could carry a second show and splitting it up with your top stars, just splitting it up and putting them on two different shows is not going to work.
0: And if. So I guess we could talk more about that. What, what, what did yeah. you think? So uh, just to to make sure that we kind of cover our bases on the story, it, it was reported on on Wrestling Inc. and you guys can read this in full on Wrestling Inc. is uh, according to Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, Punk was set to be part of AEW Collision's announcement that was made at Warner Brothers Discoveries upfront. Uh, however, Warner Brother Discovery was supposedly told to remove Punk from all their material although they ended up forgetting to remove him from an unreleased press release, which ended up being leaked. Meltzer disclosed that a, quote, situation did occur and that PW Insider's story regarding Ace Steel is pretty close. He added that Warner Brother Discovery believes an attempt will be made to work issues out. And then Meltzer has allegedly been told many contradictory things about Steel, He said that AEW CEO Tony Khan does not want Steele around for shows while Punk and Steele were under the impression that he was going to be at every collision event, and that was the alleged blow-up. So there's a lot of of pieces to this. This is a very – a a lot of of things I think I want to take away from this. The first thing I want to talk about is the um, Steele apparently – there was there's reports that Steele was rehired and working remotely, but then they thought he thought he was going to be brought on the road, but then that wasn't going to happen. Uh, that got vetoed. That blew things up. Like, I don't know much about Ace Steele, and I don't obviously know. I just know the what I'm being told via reports. Um, it feels like there's a lot of stuff going back and forth uh, regarding Ace. There's a lot of stuff in play for Ace Steele in what seems like a much bigger situation than a steel. If these reports are true, if that makes well, sense, no disrespect to him, but it just, it feels like there's a lot of, a lot of big things happening because of him.
1: Well, obviously punk is very tight with him and, you know, I think punk probably sees him as the guy who had his back when everything went down with the elite, you know, back in, back in September at all out. Um. So yeah, it's, it's weird that this wasn't worked out beforehand. <laughs> you know, right. Uh, because they had, I guess, all the promotional materials printed with Punk on it. Whether they had the posters, they replaced Punk with MJF on the posters at the last minute. Um, and it just makes it, it the fact that Punk has this much control over AEW and keeps what, what should have been a high spot of the year for AEW ended up mm-hmm. coming. a a, a big headache and controversy and 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 it just makes it seem like they don't they they don't have their stuff under control i i I just think uh at some point it's like is it just feels like this punk aew thing is not going to work i'm not saying it's one side's fault or the other it just seems like it's just not (laughs) <laughs> you know, just a couple months ago, Punk was bashing all the top stars in AEW on Instagram, you know, and and uh, here we are back again. So I don't know. It just seems like it's not meant to be.
0: It's yeah, I was going to ask you. This is something I wanted to ask you all day, actually, is in your time covering wrestling. It, have you seen a single wrestler kind of create this much drama in a in a company, assuming I I should rephrase that because, again, I don't know. It it could be either side or whatever. But have you seen a single wrestler cause a company to do have to kind of like do this much stuff for said wrestler before? Because I'm trying to remember and I know there's there, there have been difficult wrestlers in the past. But as far as like creating new shows and splitting rosters and the back and forth and all this other stuff, I don't know if I've seen it at this level before.
1: Yeah, I mean, the closest would be Shawn Michaels, but it's not like this. I mean, Shawn Michaels, he got in a fight with Bret Hart, but he was working angles with Bret Hart, you know, a month and a half later. Um, he obviously was a big headache backstage, was starting not to, didn't want to do the job for Steve Austin uh, after the press conference. After that WrestleMania where he lost to Austin, he, he caused a little scene at the press conference. So Shawn would be the closest, but it's not like this to where, you know, they're having to, redo a whole their whole planning for a tv show and, and a tv show that could mean a huge deal for them as far as a new tv rights deal because if the show is a big hit and they got two hits that's that's definitely going to give them a much bigger increase you would think than if the show starts bombing uh, or not bombing but you know not doing well um, just you know, a month in because Saturday nights are a tough nights. So they're going to be up against WWE PLEs once a month. They got UFCs almost every week. They're going to be have college football. You got the NBA right now. There's like basically like two months where you're not going to have that much uh, with you know July and August as far as you know non UFC non WWE. So it's a tough night. Uh, they are going to be in prime time, so that is a an advantage over what Rampage has, but just taking the current roster, dividing it into two and no Miro coming back and Thunder Rosa coming back is not going to be enough. Uh, you're basically creating another rampage if you don't have punk. And, and if you're doing a brand split, um, th- there's two things. There's two ways they, they, they can go. If they do the brand split. Well, they have the, the number of wrestlers to do that easily. But the number yeah. of top, top guys that make a difference, all of a sudden you're dividing that into two. Uh, then that's that's a tough deal, you know, because when you look at the, the the guys that really make a difference numbers wise, it's Omega, MJF. Um, gosh, uh, Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. Moxley. Uh, Moxley, yeah, you know, and then it kind of after that, it, it, it kind of, you know, uh, changes you don't have the draws you have stars and they're stars yeah. in the show, but not people that could really carry a show. So if, and if you don't do the brand split, then what always ends up ultimately happening is that one show becomes the B show. We saw it for years and years with Ron Smackdown until Smackdown moved to Fox. Smackdown would always ultimately become the B show. It was taped. The ratings would usually be lower. Um, and so more attention was given to raw. If collision is doing far less viewers than dynamite and they have the same roster on both shows. Well, they're going to do the bigger stuff on dynamite. Ultimately Collision becomes the B show like what happened with rampage because they were trying to push rampage early on. Yeah. And, and then once the reality sets in that it's not going to be close to dynamite, then you put your focus on
0: dynamite and then the other one suffers even more. And that's going to be tough. That's a lot of programming if they do Collision. I don't know how Did they say how many hours it was going to be? Is it going to be 1 it's or two, 2 hours? Because between Collision and Rampage, if they're both B shows, well, Rampage that, I think will be a C show at that point. I mean, is it <laughs> is it already a C? Show? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> a, I mean, at that that's a lot of that's a lot of time in wrestling that a lot of people aren't going to be that invested in if it's not that mm-hmm. good. And Saturday let me ask you this, because it was mentioned up here, and I thought I think oh, uh, big time Baxter says five hundred thousand and a point one five in the demo would be a success for Collision. Do you have an idea for a Saturday? What would be considered a success at that time slot? Because Saturday feels like a tough day to do a wrestling show. Yeah, I mean, it,
1: you know, Friday nights when people bring up what Rampage is against, it's usually not your top-level news shows, right? The top-level news shows are in prime time. You, you got the the B guys. And so people aren't really stacking up Saturday night programming unless it's sports. You're not seeing the big shows airing on Saturday night. So it, it seems like, uh, gosh, it's, it's just tough to say, but um, yeah, I
0: can't even answer that. Yeah, it's... Um, It will be tough. Now, it seems like Warner Brothers Discovery really wants CM Punk to be a part of this show, uh, from what the reports say. Uh, And real quick, I I, I did want to bring up that,
1: you know, Rampage did air on Saturday night. This past Saturday was up against a ton of stuff. XFL championship game, which actually did pretty well uh, for what it had been doing on network. UFC was on earlier in the day. Uh, But, you know, just a bunch of sports stuff. And they did their lowest number ever. Um, this past Saturday, so two hundred eighty-four thousand viewers. Um, I believe it was it was a 0.07 So Saturday nights are tough.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a tough time. People are out doing stuff, um, and we talk about ratings. uh Big time, Baxter as well. I want to say it. it's been quite a long streak under nine hundred thousand for Dynamite. It's been an eight-week straight under nine hundred thousand, which I know. If you're adding new programming i don't know what their numbers are that they're looking for from dynamite but that's there was a time when it was trying to get over a million so to try to get over 900 000 is, is kind of a tough tough deal
1: and and for them april to early june is their toughest stretch just with the nba and nhl it's like raw you know raw from september to mid-january is always going to be their toughest stretch you know they also have competition with the nba and nhl and it does affect their ratings but not to the degree that it affects dynamite just because the raw ratings are so much higher
0: what what is uh veggie gamer with a question here is collisions time slot the same as wwe's ple's i'd assume yeah but uh did they say what 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 time is it going to be beyond uh 8, 8 p.m so yeah oh. same time saturday night yeah so um mm-hmm. And uh, Tornado Anthony Y with the super chat saying CM Punk is a crybaby. He is a UFC, never has been. Now, I always try to maintain that I don't know what everything's going on. So I'm not going to call him a crybaby. But I will say that it does seem like his name comes up under a lot of drama.
1: Yeah,
0: his first yeah. fight in the UFC drew really well. <laughs> he got it's- smashed. But
1: um, look, Punk, he gets people to care. And and uh, I think that's the biggest thing. Look at. Look at this week. He's all over the news and he hasn't stepped foot in a ring in what, eight months.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, And we're still talking about him. Yeah. He he draws attention. Uh, George is in the chat saying it's a tough spot, but if you present a product that people want to see, they will find it. It's true. Uh, But there are also, I think I I was going to say, but the problem is there's DVR these days and, and you can record it. That's where, I don't know how they count that in ratings, but it, I would imagine 90% of the time I watch collision, it'll be a recording the next day.
1: And if it's not a brand split and it's the same roster on two shows, you're di- it's instead of one big show, it's kind of two diluted shows. And ultimately, I don't know. I think, you know, what you usually see happen is, like I said, one one becomes the focus and one doesn't. I hope I'm wrong.
0: Yeah. But uh, Saturday nights are tough. Yeah, it's a tough, it just, I think for all demographics too. I mean, if you're younger, you're probably going out. If you're a parent, you probably got kids, you know, there's uh, Saturdays are just a tough day to get people to, to tune into TV, but I don't know, maybe that'll be, you know, maybe they get punk on there and they draw a huge number for sustained periods of time. We go, Oh, well, punk's worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, he, he proved it. Um, we do got a, a couple of comments that I wanted to get on here, uh, uh Uh, P can asking is TK smart enough to book Chicago with no punk to sell out and get viewers 1 million. Oh yeah. So that
1: is one thing that was obviously really interesting. Um, Last night when they announced the, uh, the the first tapings for collision, you know, mostly in Canada, I think they're all in Canada, but for the premiere, which was supposed to be in Chicago, uh, they said it's to be determined. So, Or it will be announced next week or rather tony khan said that and so that you know obviously leads me to believe that they might try not to run the united center like was the original plan if they don't get punk back and maybe they're hoping that this week they can either find a new venue or figure stuff out with punk or figure stuff out with punk if it doesn't work find a new venue and obviously less than a month away they would have to scramble to to find something but Doing Chicago, they're doing Chicago that following Wednesday with Dynamite, so it would be twice, you know, in, in a four-day span. Uh, that's going to be tough if you don't have Punk there. And um, the the Wednesday, the the Chicago show that they do have already is not selling back great. So to do two shows the same city, you you obviously want to sh- kick off your show with a bang. So it's a tough situation that that Tony's in right now.
0: Yeah, it really is. And Chicago, I'd imagine it would be a tough sell without CM Punk, too. Not just because of people feeling like, oh, I wanted CM Punk and I'm not getting CM Punk, but they go to Chicago so often. Mm-hmm. I think like at this point, you've got to really give people a reason to go if you're going to do Chicago. Because it feels like they do Chicago every couple months, at least. Yeah, like I said, so. it would be twice in that four day span. So uh, it's a lot. Yeah, and so it's yeah, I don't know what the what the plan is there. I I just wish they'd go to different uh some different places than Chicago sometimes. Come back to
2: LA every now and again. Um What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? <laughs>
0: Speaking of L.A., though, uh, Las Vegas is close to that. And we got a couple comments regarding Double or Nothing. Uh, Justin Magnifico saying, any opinion on why Double or Nothing ticket sales are down versus last year? And that got doubled up by Big Time Baxter saying Double or Nothing ticket sales are struggling too.
1: Well, uh, Double or Nothing almost feels forgotten. I, I feel like there's nothing on the card. Look, I think you know uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite will be great. I'm sure the main event will be great action-wise, but it's not like the other participants other than MJF have sold me on this match. Um, So the matches I don't feel have, the card doesn't have that pull uh, that a lot of other AEW cards have. And I think part of that also too, is that there's so much buzz around Wembley and And then this collision show now, like that's kind of been the talk that double or nothing has gotten forgotten about. And I think uh, Vegas has played out, you know, you were just talking Jack with Chicago and I think the novelty of doing it in Vegas uh, is no longer there. I think next year they should, I I can see this is their, in a lot of ways, their WrestleMania, their first big show that -hmm. they've done on a national scale. And so i can see tony having you know nostalgic ties to wanting to keep it in vegas but it's clearly not working this year it's they're a little over half of what you know they ended up doing last year so i think they got to move it around uh find a new city next year and um and do that with a lot of their pay-per-views unless they're consistently selling it out i I don't think you stay tied to chicago if you can't sell it out just because that's tradition
0: well in general too i I think you should move around anyways because I think going to a show reignites people's interest in different different companies. Like I know I'm I'm my biggest fan self whenever I've just gotten back from a show, and so if I only get to see like one show every three years, then I you know you that like level of interest starts to drop a little bit. But then when you go again, like oh my god, this is incredible! I forgot how fun it is to sing Jericho's song or whatever the right. case is, um, and that goes yeah, for WWE
1: and- too. And you're missing a lot of big markets. You're not, you know, when you automatically have two of your big five and we'll see, you know, we'll see if forbidden doors keeps staying, um, you know, a hot ticket in the years to come or if the novelty will start to wear out. If not, then that's three shows that travel and two shows that are supposed to be fixed. So picking three cities a year is just, yeah, I agree
0: with you. I don't think it's enough. No. So. Uh- uh, you were talking about how this is a tough time of year for AEW ratings-wise. And D Conductor asked the question, is this why they booked the four pillars match during a slow part of the year? You think they just kind of punted it here and said, look, we're not going to get the greatest ratings in the world anyways. Let's just do this during this time of year?
1: I don't think so. I, if Hold on one second. Um, uh, go ahead and...
2: Yeah,
0: what, what do you think? And I, I just wanna I mean, pull up my um uh, my pay-per-view numbers here. I don't think that any wrestling company, uh particularly one of the big ones, ever thinks it's okay to just punt it or to say, Hey, we may not get a big rating this time. Um, because I just don't I think that's just not the way it works. I think you always want to try to get big numbers and do big things, especially AEW that likes to have the big announcements and do the big surprises and the big reveals and people showing up. I don't think they're ever going to say, Oh yeah, that's cool. We'll just take bad ratings this month, <laughs> you know? Uh, um, <laughs> and and,
1: and yeah. last year, double or nothing was their number two show of the year. Um, you know, two years ago, was their, it was their biggest show of the year. So but, you know, that was, I believe that was also, yeah, that was 2020. So they were, they were on, on TBS. So, or TNT then. So yeah, I, I don't think that's it because they, they still have shown that they can do well pay-per-view by wise, even though April and May aren't, aren't hot for them. I, I, I think it's, I think Tony really thought that this is the main event that people want to see. And, and uh, he wanted to use some of his homegrown stars, I, I I don't think it's clicked, but um, MJF I think has been on fire.
0: Yeah. Oh, M- MJF is a absolute star for them. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's a matter of, I I think where they're in trouble with MJF is they got to find a way to make it so we're not having to see so much of of him. You know, like, I I love seeing him, but you can only cut a twenty minute promo every single show for so long before people are like, okay. Like we're, we're sick of it. And that's one of the things that I think makes Roman Reigns great is we see him. He's great. And then he's gone for a little bit, even though I know people hate the part time champion. I think it's great.
1: Yeah. And and to be brutally honest, I think Darby Allen has a unique charisma um, that you can I could see you moving him to a top spot if he's not having to carry the feud or do a ton of, of mic work. I don't think Sammy or Jungle Boy are ready for that spot yet. I think you could have put someone like a Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks, you know, was on fire when he did that promo with MJF, and he showed that he can more uh, than carry his side of a feud like this. So, I just think it's it, it was a little miscast as far as this main event went. And you need people that could hang with MJF. If he dominates the feud, part of being a great heel is you want to see him get his ass kicked and someone you know someone beat him for that title. And I don't. I don't think you strongly
0: want to see that with anyone in that match right now. Yeah, it's a um, it's it's a fun matchup. I think it'll be great. I personally, I feel like they got enough big s- stuff on the show that it, it'll still be a great show. Um, and they've got some pretty high octane things like the what, what do they call it? anarchy in the arena? They call it something else now. Or yeah, it is anarchy in the arena. It used to be stadium stampede, right? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. What. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they got stuff for the show, but. I've always believed, I feel like this is just more like, let's see what these three guys are like when they're in the deep end and can they swim. And Mm -hmm. I think it also puts things into perspective for them of like maybe what they should work on or how they can get to that spot. Because sometimes you'll see people and they're like, oh, this guy's totally ready for the top. But then when you see what the top is really like, you're like, oh, this is a little different than what I thought. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And and I think one thing AEW sometimes has a bad habit of is not is waiting too long to deliver on big matches, you know. Like with Cody, they never did Cody versus Punk or uh, Cody versus Omega, and then Cody's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never did Punk versus uh, Omega, and you know who knows if Punk will be back. And sometimes you want to have a good build, and you don't want to just throw away matches on free TV for sure. But you also don't want to sit on, you know, potential big matches. And this could have been a pay-per-view where you could have, you know, you could have done an MJ up versus an Omega or something like that, that uh, you just never know what could happen. What if Omega ends up signing with WWE at the end of the year? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, you know, often I don't see it necessarily, but it could happen. I didn't see Cody either.
0: Right. You know. Once, once Cody left, that opened up the, you know, I don't want to say the forbidden door or whatever you want to call it, but like once Cody left is like, Oh no, anyone could leave. If Cody's going to leave, then it's very possible yeah. that Kenny Omega could leave or the bucks could leave or, or something like that. And I think I'm kind of surprised I'm with you after Cody left. That was, i thought that'd be a bit more of a wake up call. Like, Oh, we need to do stuff. So. We don't have these guys forever. They, mm-hmm. we, we, we do only have a, a set amount of time before they may be gone. And we got to kind of get, get our stuff in before it's too late. Um, right. For some of them. Um, because yeah, I agree. I'd love to see all of those shows uh, or all those, those matchups. But um, Stephen in the chat, uh, good to see you again, Stephen. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while with a super chat saying, do you think a third show will be a boom for them or something they will regret? Uh, I guess that's kind of the million dollar question Raj, but it was asked. So I'm posing it to you. Well, I think so much depends on if Punk's involved
1: or not. I think it, that changes the show drastically if he's not, uh, unless they could pull a rabbit out of their hat. Even if they got someone like Goldberg, he's you can't build a show around him. You can use him as a special attraction, but he's only wrestling a handful of matches going forward at, you know, at most. So it's so dependent on Punk. And I think as far as it being a waste, as long as they're getting paid for this show, it's not. So you know as as a young company that extra television revenue and i I saw brandon thurston of wrestlenomics he estimated that the the weekly tv costs you know five hundred thousand to produce so you know you got to assume then that that uh turner is pitching in at least 26 million to at least cover the cost and anything on top of that is profit um well not on top yeah yeah, anything on top of that would be profit. Assuming that five hundred thousand is not just production, but also flying in talent and everything. Yeah. So, um, So yeah, I don't. I don't think it's it's a bust, but I don't think it's uh, if, it, if it if they don't have punk, I, I can see it going it not being doing as well. I don't want to be doom and gloom on it before, it's, yeah. You know, when they just announced it, but I think they really do need punk for it.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll say, I, I know when we do these shows, sometimes it probably sounds like I put a lot of the weight of things on punk, uh, with what's going on. I just do that because of the way the reports are. And that's just kind of what I, all I have to go off of. I always say, I don't have any idea what's really going on with that. I just have the, the reports to go off of, but that said, CM Punk can sell a show better than just about anybody I can remember. Hey, mm. you put him on that show and you give him a microphone. He will give people every reason in the world to tune in. I think, of all the wrestlers I can think of right now, he's probably the very best that is available that could talk you into watching a show. I think across the board too. I, I, I think Roman's the biggest star in pro wrestling, but I, as far as talking me into watching a show, I don't maybe Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman's pretty darn good at that stuff too, but you know what I mean? Like not just cut a good promo, but maybe like, Oh, I've got to see this guy and I've got to buy in punk just has a, a crazy ability to get people to buy into him. And I think that's why we talk about him even when he hasn't been on TV and eight months or nine months or whatever it is
1: yeah there are just people that have it and the and that it factor that makes you watch punks there lesnar roman cody i think has it yeah you know there are just certain guys that just have that and 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 gals that that have that that aura of sasha mercedes Mm -hmm. um that just gets you that just gets you interested so uh and he's one of them and it's it's hard you can't teach it it's hard to
0: you either have it or you don't. Well, we talk about this, and Lee Jones, with a, a potential person, would Drew McIntyre be able to sell you on a Saturday night AEW show?
1: Well, his, his contract's not... Uh, he wouldn't be available till later this year anyway. And I just don't see it. I, I could see him being uh, you know, a top guy, kind of like a, a Danielson, but carrying a show... I could be wrong. He, he has all the tools, but he, I don't think he has the same kind of uh, that intangible it that punk has. And again, that's nothing against him. Just hardly anyone does.
0: Yeah. And again, there's also a difference between this person's super entertaining and this person makes me feel like I need to watch this show. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a different kind of thing as well that yeah. CM Punk, like I said, probably one of the, in my opinion, one of the best to do it in a very long time i won't say ever or (laughs) you know anything like that but um but as far as like you have to see what he's going to do he's just one of those guys
1: he he reminds me of ultimate warrior back in the day in the sense that when he's gone it's like people talk more about him you know like he yeah he generates that much more interest and then when he's back it's 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 hot for a while but then it kind of uh disintegrates a bit but like warrior when every time he would leave and there was an absence everyone's like oh what's going on when's warrior coming back what's going on with warrior back back in the day and he'd come back and it would be hot for a bit you know for a minute and then it settled back down
0: yeah that is true that's funny uh bray wyatt has a bit of that too yeah whenever he's off tv people can't stop talking about him um but uh, we also got uh, Christopher Strike Leather asking, how will Collision being on Saturdays affect other AEW shows they usually run on Saturdays? For example, Battle of the Belts. I would assume nothing. I don't. I, I feel like Battle of the Belts is, is kind of a blip on the radar. What, what say you, though? Yeah, the last couple of Battle of the Belts aired on Friday after Rampage. And it was basically a second-hour
1: Rampage. It was at the same arena. They just changed the, the signage. So uh, Battle of the Belts is just to fulfill the contract at this point. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they wouldn't have any problem moving that anytime.
0: Wrestling enthusiast with a super chat. Uh, I, we park our car in the same garage. Wrestling enthusiast. AW needs more shows on the West coast. Easy money. I know there's traveling and stuff that goes into it, but I don't understand why wrestling shows don't do more West coast. It feels like every time they're on the West coast, they they sell out great crowds. People are pumped. And then they don't come back for another year. I don't I've never understood it, but. Well, they they did well in L.A., you know, their first time there. They did really well, but they didn't do
1: well in San Francisco for that. For the revolution pay-per-view as far as, you know, up until recently, all the AEW pay-per-views would sell out well in advance and San Francisco wasn't close. They didn't do that well for the other shows that were there that week. So but I do think L.A. is one market that you know, they should hit more
0: often for sure. Uh, I agree. I'd love to go see their shows. Mark Smith with a super chat asks Raj, where is Andrade? I actually miss him on TV. Uh, and we also got a, a follow-up from uh, Christopher uh, Leather who says, do we know if Andrade is getting time added to his contract since he has been out for a while or not?
1: Yeah, he had surgery. He was injured. He had surgery. He's recovering from that. um And, but they're advertising him for collision. So you know they have plans to bring him back
0: soon. Yeah, um, so that that should be good. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, lots of stuff there. Uh, Cleveland Roxanne Meltzer said he just started doing push-ups, so sounds like he won't be back until maybe summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember what exactly his injury was, but the injuries, you just got to give him tricep, time. or it was either pec or tricep, um, a, a tear. Either way, it sounds. Painful, mm-hmm. uh, so, um, so yeah, lots of stuff there. Is it's, and it's interesting as we talk about AEW being back at um, back in Vegas again for Double or Nothing, or going back to um, Chicago. Nick Khan with WWE, he actually had a very different kind of conversation, according to WrestleNomics Brandon Thurston Khan said that WWE is planning to do a live event in India in September. Uh, this continues WWE's trend of events abroad as the company already runs premium live events in Saudi Arabia and Wales, while the upcoming Money in the Bank will take place in London's O2 Arena. Raj, WWE, we, they always talk about being the worldwide leader, but they're going to be in a different country like every month the rest of this year. It's awesome. Um, yeah. And real
1: quick, the Andrade thing, it was a torn pack. Um I think it's great. I, you know, I think it gives the show a different feel. Um, you know, you look at the Clash at the Castle. You look at Backlash in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, outs- go- going outside of the continental U.S., I, I think is great. I'd like to see them do something in Hawaii. You know, I'd like to see them do shows different parts of Europe, um, Mexico. It just it just gives a different flavor, a different feel. You get a different vibe, and it makes it different. But for far too long, WWE with their B shows, it was just it was a B show. There's nothing unique about it. It all depends on what the main event was. And then now you're getting shows like Backlash, where yeah, you did have Cody versus Brock, and you you did have you know D- Bad Bunny wrestling. But on top of that, the intrigue of them returning to Puerto Rico was a draw in itself. So I'd like to see, I hope the India thing that turns into more than a live event and, and they do a pay-per-view, obviously there's uh, PLE, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, obviously there's big costs with those, you know, uh, with production and everything, but if, if they could get the Indian government or sponsorships, you know, that where it makes it worth it, I'd, I'd love to see it.
0: I mean, there's so much obvious reasons why that would be good. I mean, just the population in general, like, I mean, mm-hmm. You know, it's there's a lot of people to sell t-shirts to, you know. Yeah. Uh but at the same time, I'm a big believer in, and I've said this before, you should reward fans. You've got fans all over the world. Like, let them see your shows. Go to them, let them be a part of it. Uh, Veggie Gamer with a comment here that I think is is just fantastic, says, Clash of the Casual was my first ever live wrestling event and made me appreciate it on a whole new level. It's so good. Yeah, going to shows changes. like if you've never been to a wrestling show and you go to a live one, there's so much fun. Like it's just a different, different world. So I, I hope they go to India and I hope they go to a lot of places. And I hope they go back to India. I think that would be incredible for them. But um, Mm -hmm. like I said, that's why when I see um, double or nothing in Vegas again, or like, Hey, we're announcing two more shows in Chicago. I'm like, man, there's so many fans (laughs) out there. Like let them go to shows too.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think, again, going to India, I think you do a live event in India, you'll get some press and everything because they haven't been there in a while. But you do a a PLE there, all of a sudden it's a different animal, you know, and then you're getting like all the press and all the media is really uh, paying attention. And and then it just becomes a different thing. And it's, you know, huge country. You know, there there are some people depending on whose numbers you use, who who have said that's taken over China as the most populated country in the world.
0: Mm hmm and it's yeah i just i think that'll be awesome for them and i I'm, I'm super excited for them to be able to to do that and so I,
1: I remember going to india this was in 2008 i think yeah 2008 and the great kali happened to be going at the same time and it was a gigantic deal out there. He, it was all the news, the top actors, Shah Rukh Khan, Sachin Tendulakur, they all wanted to meet him. And they were, you know, it was just he was just on the news nonstop. I'd never seen anything like it. I can't even come up with a comparison to uh, what the U.S. equivalent would be for something like that. But it was just insane. And yeah, I, I think they could get that kind of press again. You get and I'm sure they could get Kali to,
0: you know, do a, a cameo at the show as well. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he would, and I'm sure the reaction would be incredible. I mean, you look at I I feel like you just look at like Cardiff was like a okay, this was like it was really cool, everyone was super into it. It's like this was a great idea, but I think to me, what sealed the deal was backlash. right? like, okay, now we're in a different country, and that crowd made it feel like it was a WrestleMania event. I I don't, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see that show, but if they put like a raw crowd sound Mm -hmm. over and how different the perception would have been of how it was, but you can also imagine them getting the big stars of those different countries, like a bad bunny or wherever they go and helping to build the relationships there. It's just a, yeah, I think, I just, I think they should be going to new countries as often as possible. And like I said, just new markets. And I'm just a big fan of fans getting. Getting to be a part of it, you know. I think yeah. it's it's fun.
1: And the and the way they were able to uh you know um uh, uh peak Sami Zayn in in, in Montreal and and Drew McIntyre and Cardiff, it was it was brilliantly done. I, hopefully they they do more of that.
0: Uh, and uh Dylan Matthews, uh the the jiff King saying, um, and I can't pronounce the name raj how do Sachin you say Sachin uh, if, if uh it's Sachin Thundaluka uh wants to meet you in India, that's a big deal. Yeah. It is. Um Plus, I think when you see these other countries getting all these stuff, all these great shows, and all this stuff happening, then even if you are one of those places that gets lots of shows when they come to you, you're a little bit jealous, and so you want to show out a little bit more. <laughs> uh, uh, I know. I whenever I'm in the crowd, I'm like, "No, we're going to be the best crowd they've ever had." Let's face it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh big time baxter added uh nikon also said they were aware they are aware moving a show to streaming will cause a decline in viewers but they are also looking for the best deal loss
1: Um, yeah i mean look thursday night football is not doing near the number of viewers it did you know now that they're on amazon that it did on fox but they're killing in that demo still on streaming and it's making more money than ever so ultimately money talks and Everything's going to streaming ultimately. And, and, you know, it's not like one of those things where if cable drops from 70 million subscribers or whatever they're at to zero, then it's dead. If they drop to like 30, then all of a sudden it's not, you know, financially feasible and people just start dropping, even having that as an option. So um, streaming is the way to go. But you also see a lot of these services right now seem to be peaking a little bit.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, a, I think the jump will eventually happen for them, but you you want to make sure you jump at the right time. Like it, it all comes down to money, like you said. So mm-hmm. if you're getting paid more now with cable, but then you'll get paid more in three years streaming, why not wait until three years from now and yeah. then cash in then? Cash in now and cash in then as opposed to making the switch just because. Um, and I'm sure they've done their research on all that stuff. So they probably know better than I do on when mm-hmm. that's going to be. But Uh, I'm sure it'll happen eventually, but it'll be on their time when it makes sense for them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I, um, I would like to see that. Uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll make that jump at some point too. Uh, in make-believe saying Raj, uh, says, uh, I don't know if it's the lighting or the camera angle, but you're looking younger. Hey, Hey, this would Um... have been a perfect spot for an ad. God, I wish we had something to transition to here. (laughs)
1: I know we got nothing
0: we're not putting over anybody unless they're paying us right Right, yeah yeah I don't want to know about your skincare routine I don't want to know about your hair care we're not saying anything until you pay us the big bucks yeah that's right yeah no secrets
1: unless you pay (laughs)
0: uh but uh speaking of streaming Darla asked earlier and I wanted to to get your thoughts on this I don't get why AEW doesn't put more of their pay-per-views on dvd there's really no way to watch their past pay-per-views without streaming or DVDs. My question to you is, is there still a market for DVDs or is that ship sailed completely? I, I, yeah, I think that ship has just sailed. It's probably
1: not worth what they'd get out of it to to do DVDs at this point. I, I can't even remember the last time I've used a DVD. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I, I wouldn't be able to play one if I had one, to be honest. Yeah. Um. I guess maybe on my Xbox, I could probably... Yeah, it's PS5, I guess you can yeah. do it plug it in plug it into there but it, i didn't know if it was one of those things where i'm like oh yeah no one does that anymore and like well actually <laughs> right. you know it's like no one listens to the radio anymore well actually 70 million people or whatever the number is uh right and um, they
1: just did they are dropping am radio from a lot of cars now
0: yeah i, I heard about that too because so the times they are becoming quite different yes they, <laughs> yes they are <laughs> um yeah, and so uh, as we wrap up here, uh, I have a, one thing I kind of want to run by you real quick. And WWE released this list of the greatest debuts of all time. And <laughs> and so everyone in the chat, I want you to give me your one, two, or three, whatever, greatest debuts of all time. Now, obviously, this is WWE debuts. Um, they listed... Actually, real quick, what do you think is the number one debut of all time? Just off the top of your head. Gosh, I- as a kid, I'd say Undertaker. Interesting. That'd be a good. I think a lot of people would say that.
1: Yeah, uh, Attitude Era ish. I'd say Chris Jericho.
0: Yeah, we got Jericho. Uh, Baby, I say in Jericho. Uh, Veggie Gamer saying Jericho. Tut Graph saying Jericho. Um, Ethan Cruz says Edge debuted like five hundred <laughs> times. Enzo and Big Cass. That's an interesting one. Uh, John Cena. I'm gonna read through the top ten from what they have on this list. Yeah. Uh, And again, this is from WWE. Uh, Oh, Dylan's saying AJ Styles or Sting. Uh, AJ was great. Sting was great. Number one, The Shield. Nah. Number two. It was good. It was was good. Yeah, it was was a good one. Number one, I don't know. Uh, But number two, Kane. Okay, that was was a pretty good one. I mean, it was interesting. Uh, I feel like it's worth a conversation. I don't know if I'd put it at two. But number three, Mm -hmm. Goldberg. Hmm. number four ronda
1: rousey the the problem with goldberg is they did the video package already so you knew it was coming um yeah and and then he came in like a jacket and shirt and you know it just wasn't the goldberg from wcw that first appearance
0: yeah i agree i agree it was cool again all these are cool they're just not i don't know if i'd say about five yeah Uh, so shield kane goldberg rousey then brock lesnar as the top five
1: brock nah. that was good but no one knew who he was it wasn't like a
0: oh my god
1: you know kind of but the crowd going crazy type of deal so
0: i i think it's interesting all five of these no one has has mentioned by the way uh we also got big show in the chat we got nice uh, uh again jericho um i think jericho overall uh but then uh because it's what's crazy is six it goes to aj styles which is cool but then the rock kevin owens nine is john cena and jericho is at 10.
1: i would put the rock on the bottom of that top 10 just because when he you know as far as a debut
0: obviously he panned out okay uh, right as a debut Uh, i don't know if he's i don't think his debut is great at all to be honest. No, I mean, he, he had, was the, weird, he had great, the hair
1: but... and the the weird, you know, the music didn't really, it was just total 80s baby face. And you know, it wasn't like yeah. a huge crowd reaction.
0: They, he, it was fine, but uh right not near the level of Jericho. I mean yeah, I feel like half of the rock's debut today is can you believe this is how the rock debuted? Like right? it's yeah, not because exactly. it was great. It's like this was still how the rock debuted. Right. Um but yeah, Jericho, uh Booker T Undertaker at twelve, Sting at thirteen. Uh since Undertaker were- twelve. Like, wow. I always it's it's very weird to me because I always know that with these lists, I always say it's WWE. WWE is a promotional company, so they're not going to put Jericho at number one. I get it. Like, but Taker. But Taker, yeah. Taker <laughs> should have been number one. Like that makes sense. Or up
1: there. Yeah. Or
0: even I get the shield because Roman Reigns was in the shield. Seth Rollins was in the shield. And if you're promoting from within, you know what I mean? Like I get, yeah. the, I get like, okay, we want to make it sound like our current guys are the biggest deals going, but right. then I don't get Kane at too put, put Undertaker at two. Like, yeah.
1: I mean, the Undertaker is another one. The crowd, It's not like the crowd was going crazy, but it was the talk of the, you know, again, we didn't have the internet back then, but we had a party a survivor series party that night and that was the talk of the the show that night not hogan and warrior winning the
0: the wild card match at the end yeah i mean everyone knows the like look at the size of that ham hock you know like we all know (laughs) that moment like yeah uh so very very interesting list here i just thought it you know i I always feel like lists are really just to to talk about i don't take them seriously and again i know this Mm -hmm. is like a promotional thing but interesting that I, I thought it was an interesting list. I, I thought it was int- I'd love to know their the way they came up with it. Um, yeah. Rhonda got the most
1: mainstream attention for sure.
0: Yeah, so I'll give that one a pass cuz that got a lot of attention. Um oh, Cody. Yeah, Cody. Well, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I guess that's not a debut
1: though. That was a It's like a, return. a re-debut. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Veggie Gamer, great question. What about Drew Carey? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a great uh, one. Andy you know, Richter. So- uh, Santino. By the way, was actually a good one. I, I saw Santina. It says Santina here, but Santino uh, actually won a debut, won a title in his first match. Yeah, um, yeah, you don't see that often. So Jericho responded to this, by the way, just saying, "Hold my beer." Um, <laughs> but uh, in, in any case, I, I lists are always China, fun. That's a good one. China's another good one. Yeah, from Tornado. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I don't take these personally. Lists, I don't take personally. Just like the PWI, whatever's or, Top, or anything yeah. like that. I always just take it at as uh, it is what it is, but um, and maybe I just wanted to clarify, Santina, not Santina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, this was an interesting one. I, I, I'm kind of surprised at the um, at the order, but again, I'm sure they had their. Re- I would love to know their criteria for why they put it together this way. But I think that does it for us, Raj. We've uh, we've done our hour. Uh, before we go. Um, and uh, let the world know what you're working on, where they can find you and everyone in the chat. Uh, let us know any of your closing, co- uh, closing thoughts as we head out of here. Yeah, just check me out here every Thursday and uh, follow me on Twitter at the TheRajGarry. And you can follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Of course, you can find me on Wrestling Inc. here every Monday and Thursday. And at Double or Nothing, where I'll be rubbing shoulders with all the big wigs uh, there, I'm going to see if I can get a good old Tony Khan hug before I head <laughs> out of there. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, also, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm going to be doing commentary for Santino Brothers tonight, 830 Pacific Time. Uh, you can check it out for free on YouTube. Should be a fun show. Check it out. Thanks to everyone who's in the chat here uh, who... Stuck along with us. Big Time Baxter, Veggie Gamer, Baby Ice, Tuck, Graff, Tornado, Anthony wide, Just Dante, uh, and everyone Jeffrey Sullivan, Cleveland Rocks, a lot of folks here, Lee Jones as well, uh, and of course, Dylan Matthews. Appreciate you guys. Remember, like, comment, share, subscribe, and let us know who your top couple of debuts were in the comment section on YouTube while you're here, uh, and let us know uh, yeah who you thought got snubbed maybe on the list and who you think should have been higher. Raj I think that does it for us. We're going to sign off now. I appreciate all you guys, and we'll see you next time. Make sure to tune in to Wrestling Inc. for the SmackDown and Rampage After Show tomorrow, and follow Wrestling Inc. for all your wrestling news. Goodbye.
2: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: Done.